don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This is Social Minds, the UK's first dedicated social media marketing podcast brought to you by Social Chain. I'm Theo. And I'm Eve. And each week we'll be joined by a host of progressive minds to learn the unique and innovative ways that social media is being used around the world. On this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest developments across social and what they mean for us all. And if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to get new episodes every week. This week on Social Minds. If you're looking at where the value will be delivered long term, it's going to be on Instagram, which is like far advanced in terms of its monetization, its ad products, its social commerce. We welcome back our very own strategy director, Mike Blake Crawford. And as it's the last episode before the Christmas break, we thought it'd be a good idea for Mike to talk all about 2019's biggest predictions. These predictions included everything from the death of the newsfeed to the rise of WhatsApp as a business tool. How do you build relationships with customers? It used to be like the salesman, you know, you have that face-to-face connection. Now we're in this digital world and people still want to speak to people, but they want to do that online in the way that they speak to their friends on WhatsApp and Messenger. Have a wonderful Christmas, everybody. We'll see you in 2019. It's about this time of year that everybody starts making their 2019 trend predictions. Now, I'm interested to know, what are your biggest predictions for 2019 in social? Can I just say, we're not going to come back to this next year. We can go back, review it and do like a a bingo, (laughs) right right or wrong. Yeah, because I'm I'm dreading that. So, um, but I'm going to be as sensible um, as possible. So, um, so yeah, what are my predictions for for next year? Um, I think a big one is the death of the newsfeed. Um, it's quite a big statement. Um, not Obviously not expect, expecting it to die completely. Um, but I think what we've seen over the past 12 months is a huge shift from both user behavior and from the platforms themselves towards stories. Mm. Um, obviously the stat that went out in today's um, social chain, yes. daily bulletin, okay. hashtag ad. Um, so what was it? Was it nine stories get story, nine times no, the no, engagement sto- now? Stories are growing 15 times faster um, no. The newsfeed, and I saw some stats recently which showed the decrease um, in people posting and people sharing mm-hmm. um, on their feeds as, as users. Um, and a lot of that is just pointing to an overall decline um, within user behavior. But also, mm-hmm. I think the big um, reason for this, and the reason why, I mean, anyone who's been to a Facebook event recently will have um, seen them talking about stories, any advertising events that they do. Um, are primarily stories focused. And I think one of the big reasons for that is um, if you look at the way that people are consuming branded content in the newsfeed, there's been a significant decline in engagement with brand focused content. So um, by that, I mean, you know, long form video, mm-hmm. adverts, TVCs, just general brand um, awareness, top of funnel content. Um, however, in the stories format, people are showing a greater willingness to engage with that type of content. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. also just because of the way that that, that content's delivered, the, the user experience of kind of tapping through mobile kind of full screen immersive experiences mm-hmm. make it makes it a lot easier for you to um, digest that content. I feel like you feel so much more in control in the way with stories. Like you've got kind of a, I, I, I don't know if that's a bit of a well, strange statement. but Watch this space because I feel that unskippable, I think I've heard it as a rumour. I've not seen Ooh. any confirmation, but be I so believe annoying. that non-skip, past it. Yeah, non-skip story ads will 
eventually come do you, to wow. Instagram. Do you see this happening with, yeah, I was just going to ask, like Facebook YouTube. and Instagram? Because Instagram's uh, supposedly testing a tap through model yeah. um, for its feed, which they're calling cards. Right. Um, and, yeah, I heard about this. And not, and not scroll. Yeah, I don't know uh, how like long-standing yeah, that those like, plans yeah. are if they're just playing around with it because they were doing it for Explore uh, and now apparently doing it for the main feed. But then I was talking to Roxanne and she said that it would be uh, a bit of a shame from an advertiser point of view because then you're getting rid of all the different formats that you can do. So like carousels, canvas, all that stuff, like you'll only really yeah, get the sort of like Will you swipe just tap up. to go on to the next carousel image? That will be the question. Yeah, I guess um, you could. That's, that's how I would see it evolving, mm. ultimately. I think one thing I've found recently is that I'm so used to just tapping on my screen. Mm. Sometimes when I'm going through stories, they, the story disappears and I'm back onto the feed mm. and I'm like inadvertently double tapping the the first post that comes mm. up, which isn't always something I like. So I feel like Instagram is robbing me of my control there. <laughs> I have to unlike. Nobody likes to unlike. But anyway. <laughs> I'm keen to know on the on the subject of Instagram. Slightly going off piece right. uh, here, Instagram has somehow managed to sort of escape the shitstorm that surrounds Facebook at the moment, hasn't it? Yeah, can because it still hold out like because that? nobody. Well, funnily enough, I saw why. some stats from the US where like seventy percent of people or something like that. That yeah, might not be the exact it's figure. Huge. It, I think it was, about, realize, it was about eighty. Yeah, they don't realise that Instagram is owned by Facebook, nor do they realise that WhatsApp. I saw the same. Is owned, yeah, about WhatsApp. Yeah. People, I don't know how they they're they're separate. Yeah. Even my sister yeah. had to ask me, and she when I said yes, she was like, oh. I don't know if like, I like that. Yeah. Because she's not like the biggest Facebook fan, but she loves Instagram. Yeah. Mm. So Double it, standards. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? So people don't perceive Instagram to be under the same umbrella. So all of this negative PR um, around Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica mm. um, and all of the privacy concerns, people are just not aware of that or conscious of it. But mm. also I think that um, by nature of the platform, you do ultimately give them less information. So Facebook knows so much about you in terms of mm. your age, your relationship, your yeah. workplace, where you check in and what you know places that you tag. Whereas Instagram, you know, doesn't have all of that information. It has some of it within the platform itself. Obviously, it's privy to all of the information. Um, yeah, because they share the, the same Facebook. advertising yeah, tools. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's just a it's just a placement within Ads Manager. So. Mm. Um, it's controlled in the same place and I imagine soon WhatsApp will be integrated into that as well. Mm. What I found interesting was um, rumours that they'd be testing a payments feature, uh, Instagram that is, yep. if they did shopping. Yeah, so... But then that would give Facebook access to our financial data, wouldn't it? Which will happen anyway. Um, I think, you know, social commerce is going to be another one of my big predictions. I mean, it's a prediction. It's already in place at the moment, mm. um, but it's going to grow even more in 2019. I mean, if you look at where the value lies for um, a channel such as Instagram, where it's like one of the number one channels now for brand discovery and mm. product research, especially within um, the fashion vertical, um, the exploration and enhancement of that service within Instagram is, is is a definite for sure. So I think where we'll get to, and the question will be for brands, is do you still need a website mm. or do you just need That's an Instagram? And so this works twofold though. So, it, you know, for bigger brands, you've got this whole question of digital transformation at the moment. So a lot of the big brands that we work with are going through this digital transformation mm. in inverted commas where they're looking to 
um, transform from retail-focused bricks and mortar mm. stores mm. through to digital um, e-commerce functions. Um, for them, that will mean you know hard adaptation. Um, a lot of inf infrastructure is already in place in terms of websites and the fulfillment process through existing channels. But mm. then you mm. flip it on to the other side and you look at people who are just starting out coming up into the world of business and entrepreneurs it just makes things so much easier it's mm, like you know it's like shopify plugins for like a wordpress site or you know mm. make things very make it very easy within about an hour if you've got mm. an idea and a mm. you know a hookup on alibaba you can be selling things yeah. um pretty much instantaneously but now you, you know you don't even need the website you could just do it on Instagram. That's really interesting because we we already can see like some uh, retailers have Instagrams uh, like a sort of shopping API where you can shop the Insta yeah. feed uh, on site, yeah. um, and they usually in those things because there's only so many like pictures you can have on your Instagram feed. You couldn't, or could you, put your entire product catalog to shop that way? Basic. I mean, yeah, in theory, um, it needs to be a smoother process mm -hmm. and there needs to be a bit more thought into how it's all about the user journey and how that works. And, you know, if you look at where Instagram's commercial objectives lie, ultimately to own that um, checkout and then the fulfillment element in terms of placing the order and, and seeing that dispatch within Instagram mm -hmm. is a no brainer. And that's where they can yeah. start to. Um, really reap the rewards of, of this, you know, huge growth in people researching products in fashion on there. So that's sense. definitely an exciting one for 2019. Mm. It's, uh, I was going to say, it's a term that we throw throw around a lot, isn't it? That's, that social media has sort of grown up um, in a sense. Oh yeah, totally. In, ter in terms of the sophistication of it now. Mm. Um, I know a point that you were discussing, which was this uh, departure from social from social media, yeah. in a sense, these social, social networking, social networking yeah. sorry, yeah, it, almost as if, uh, and it seems to me from, from, from where I'm standing that these platforms have turned into, you know, pla platforms that are solely entertainment based in 100%. a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you look at the way that people used Facebook 10 years ago to, to w the way that they use it now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people used to go on to speak to friends and you used to, you know, there didn't used to even be um, the news feed. You just mm. go on to your friend's profile mm. and all of the interactions took place on within response on the wall. That's it. In response to um, statuses. And then there was that scandal where people's direct messages were then featured oh, on their walls. Yes. I don't know if anybody remembers that. It happened oh, no. to me, <laughs> which was a fun time um, in my well, student days. That. Yeah, um, they were like yeah. cocking up our privacy from yeah, day one. Yeah, they? basically. Um, but let's not talk about that. But um, yeah, if you look at the way that people have been using social networks over the past few years, they've gravitated away from um, messaging and actually social interaction mm. um, directly through to content consumption and primarily video consumption. Mm -hmm. So then now video consumption um, delivery channels where we engage in this video consumption mm -hmm. socially, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, and one signal of this is, I don't know if you've seen that watch party feature that's yeah. just been brought in. So, um, you know, ultimately you can, you can invite your friends to consume content with you and you can kind of watch it live together. Um, and that's not just live streaming content. It's also... Um, you know, a big publisher posts a funny video and you can invite people on to watch it with you and you can talk about it. Mm, and I mm. think that's going to be a major play for 
all of the social networks mm. um, over the next few years. So like Facebook's way to sort of get back that sort of uh, interaction, that still like community feel on its platform. Because yeah. yeah, I feel definitely. like, I don't know if, if they wanted it to turn into such like a consumption hub or if they wanted it to get away from that social networking. But I can't help but feel that by separating Messenger and then using WhatsApp and... They've I, sort of brought I, well, it on themselves. I, I tell you what, if you'd asked Mark Zuckerberg in 2004 what he wanted, to, what he wanted in 2008, nine when it started to be monetized, mm. it would be very different mm. answers. So probably initially, the focus would have been creating a, a social network, a place where mm. people can hang out and connect and see long lost friends. Whereas you know, towards the end of the last decade, as it began to get monetized 100%, they would have wanted to go down the content consumption path because but then what's that's with where his the recent, money is. his recent campaigns of like, let's make it the way it was and we're going to bring great back PR. communities. Yeah, <laughs> great PR. Um, but, you know, as I talked about on the last podcast, um, not really been actions. I mean, yeah, there, there has been some, I mean, don't get me wrong, the algorithm has changed brands aren't being promoted as much organically mm -hmm. however the frequency of branded posts from ads within the newsfeed has increased mm -hmm. um all of those brand posts that you saw organically with brands that you followed have gone but now it's replaced by ads so no, but within that, that you do see a lot more kind of friend interaction i would say or groups is another big one yeah, as well I was gonna say yeah you mentioned communities before. Groups is definitely yeah. one that I, I have to admit has passed me by. Right. So explain to us a little bit about groups and the sort of thinking behind this. Is this, you know, am I right in thinking this is Facebook's plan to get us back into these sort of, you know, we came here to talk about our love of yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think for me, it kind of it falls with video as well because people talk about video on social and video marketing like mm. it's something new, yet we've all been watching TV for like 50, 60 years and mm. it's been imperative mm. to, you know, user behavior for a very long time. Groups and interest-based groups have been around since the dawn of the internet. The, you know, the, the way that the internet was built was on these bulletin boards, mm, like forums, forums. They've just been integral to the fabric of the internet. But the challenge has been for a brand, how do you get into a, a forum and act naturally unless you own it? Yeah. Mm. Very difficult. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been in multiple forums over the years and I think, you know, when you see someone come in, even if it's not a brand, if it's a person that tries to sell something, they get called out straight away. Um, so yeah, that's not changed at all. People have always been in forums and interest-based groups and what Facebook has done has identified that and looked at a way of owning that the same way that it's trying to own multiple different means of communication mm -hmm. on the internet. So it's a really smart move and it taps into the fact that people do want to speak within these interest-based groups. Mm -hmm. um, but then it also, again, opens up the door for advertising because if it's an interest-based mm -hmm. group, if I'm in a, a group about cats, then you know it's more than likely that I might be interested in some cat-related products. So <laughs> I'm sure you know in terms of seeking out user intent and the data that they need to require, you know, that they require to, to understand that, then it's a great play for them in that respect. Um, plus, you know, they keep people on the platform as mm. well and it keeps that, you know, monthly active users. And it was one um, billion users, was it, that he said? Yeah. I can't remember what yeah. year by, was it 2020? He pledged to get one billion users in groups yeah. by a certain date. So he's got big yeah. plans. Yeah, totally. And that just, as I say, reflects the way that people have always used the internet. I think it comes down to a few things. Like people, you know, if you look at the way that social networks were born, they, they were kind of bound together by 
personal connections initially. So you'd go on and, you know, I used to go on and search for the people I was at uni with and people that I worked with and just my friends. Mm. Whereas mm. forums typically were, people were, you know, united by an, a common interest mm. um, or situations. So, you know, I've been in tech-based forums for a long time. I've been in like advertising forums as well and social media focused ones. So um, that urge to be in a community is just something that is inherent to kind of human psychology. So it'll always be there. So it's, yeah, it's a no brainer in that respect. People like to have a voice. Of course, um, of course. I think one of the interesting things as well that people get out of being in forums and communities is that perception of contributing to mm. a community. Mm. Um, but also there's a, there's a play on the whole status of being in the community and hierarchies mm. start to evolve and develop off the back of that. Um, so a lot of forums that I've been on, you know, you have like a badge and a name and it's, you become like a recognized contributor or you become an admin or a moderator. And, you know, if you look at the, the, the interactions that people have, yeah. um, it's all kind of based around these. And interestingly, I'm not sure if you've seen recently, but Facebook have introduced these new like badges into groups. So Top contributor badges and that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you get like a newbie badge, which is like a, a waving hand. You get like a moderator badge, a contributor. Nice, and these little nice. things yeah. are, are tapping into that psychology of what people, um, you know, what they place value on within mm. those forums. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you get forums where you have like a post count and it's almost like a score. It's yeah, like, you know, you people are, like oh yeah, this guy's posted 30,000 times, like, and he's a recognized contributor. And, you know, yeah. that, that in turn drives usage um and it's really interesting that they've introduced that because ultimately it's gonna it's gonna drive usage yeah, um, within clever. groups oh yeah it's very smart little things gamify it to some degree and i suppose an offshoot of that is as well everything you've seen with the like top fans within the creator community and stuff all yeah. these badges that have been brought in yeah, to the point yeah, where people totally. are donating money to their favorite yeah, creators basically and it's uh, like you said. It's it's a massive play on psychology in oh, yeah, a sense, it, you know that status, and and it's uh, the whole thing is a big me, psychological but. experiment. <laughs> it's fantastic. To, you know, you know. Have any tabby cat groups? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm very, Liar. very sort of very one minded. But uh, let's create one. Let's start one. We should. Yeah. We should. Well, but, we must. We, we can't talk about groups, I suppose, without talking yeah. about. Uh, Reddit, Reddit mm. as well. Yeah, which is Reddit again is um, a, another example of an interest-based internet forum or board. Mm. So, um, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm not not sure if everybody knows what how Reddit works or um, what it is, but ultimately, it's a website where they call themselves the homepage of the internet. Mm. Um, mm. People go on and they share links within certain subreddits, which are like sub forums around certain topics. Um, and the users can then up or downvote um, the submissions based on the perceived value. So what that leads to is almost like a hive mind filtration system of relevant topics and information. So I'm a massive Redditor, have been for a very long time. Um, this is I used to be on Dig was another one back mm -hmm. in the day, and then there was a bit of a furore when that kind of changed their um, UI and means of operating. And a lot of people moved from Dig over to Reddit. Mm -hmm. um, and I find huge value within Reddit. It's probably one of my most used apps day to day just mm -hmm. because I can go on and I'm delivered content that's personalized to me within certain subgroups. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, I want to see what's happening in Manchester, I can go into the Manchester subgroup. If I want to look at social media, there's a social media when I do contribute to that mm -hmm. under a pseudonym. And you, oh. you won't know it's me, but <laughs> Um, it's like your Facebook. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People ask me, you know, where where are you from? Like, what you know? 
Where do you work? Yeah, basically, you don't don't want to like give stuff away, though. I think that air of uh, mystery, but that's an interesting one on Reddit because you know you don't have to um, forgive your privacy and identity. Like you can have a a random username with a load of numbers, a a throwaway account, so to speak. They're called so. Mm. um, But on Reddit, one thing that's happened recently is they've redesigned the UI on desktop version Mm, and they've made it very similar to um, like the Facebook newsfeed, Mm. so to speak. It's got autoplay video um, and promoted posts are now kind of being inserted into that feed. Mm. Um, Have ads only just started to come onto Reddit? No, they've they've been on there for a while, but not in this, they've not been deployed in this this way before. it's gotten so popular. Well, I am a bit of a novice when it comes to Reddit, but the people I do know who use it absolutely love it. Yeah. Like they are more attached to that platform than any other. Yeah. So I feel like once, if if you are a user, they seem very highly engaged. So it's always surprised me that it wasn't more of a talking point for brands. Mm -hmm. I think I I saw something the other day that they they had like a billion video views per month now Mm -hmm. or something. That's crazy. Might even be less than that, I forget. But um, yeah, in terms of usage, um, you look at the like internet traffic stats, it's one of the biggest um, websites in terms of visitation and traffic routed through it. So... Um, yeah, it's it's a challenging one for a brand. Brands, some brands have had really strong organic success from experimenting with Reddit because there's a certain way of displaying content on there that kind of you know kind of will guarantee upvotes. Mm. And if you do it in the right way, and I've seen case studies of brands that have gone in and you know post something that appears to be from a you know organic user, mm. which has mm. got like a brand's message within it. That's you know mm. it's just a cool video or a cool picture that's mm. been massively upvoted um but actually it's been a brand behind it and they've got it's loads interesting. Of even the brands are using pseudonyms mm. yeah so, but then yeah. brands do go on and engage as well so um funnily enough this can sometimes backfire so um it was i think it was star wars battlefront 2 the game um, EA released it and they put microtransactions in there and they basically they were getting slammed on reddit by the gaming community in terms of how they did broken the game and they went on to try and appease the fans and they wrote this um this post about kind of i forget the, the exact terminology that they use but basically it just turned into a meme and it was the most down, downvoted post on reddit oh, ever dear. it was like it was ridiculous it was so funny you mentioned you mentioned memes because we, yeah. we've touched on meaningful engagement we've touched on reddit yeah Memes in 2019. I want to see where do you stand on the memification of content. It's like <laughs> I try to. It's your specialty now. No, yeah, I feel like, like the I'm get, can't either. I'm going to get labelled oh, as because right. they are you know meme Blake Crawford. It'll be my new name. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's the pseudonym. Yeah, yeah that, that's my pseudonym on Reddit. If you want to, if you want to look, if you want to look for me. Um, what do we want to know about memes? Well, you, because um, and it's it's a funny one for me with memes because at yeah. one point I see them as the language of the internet. Yeah, um, but on the second hand, they're seen as this sort of cheap kind of throwaway content. It's not yeah. meaningful. It's not I this. I feel like Facebook has been trying works. to shake them off, but users just won't let it happen. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's right. just user behaviour, isn't it? Again, people like to share memes. Um, it's indicative of the culture of digital media consumption. You know, we don't have very much time. We're flitting around multiple apps. Mm. We want something mm. that's quick, short, sharp, shareable. 
Um, so they're not going anywhere. And in terms of kind of building on what I discussed on the last podcast, we're still seeing very strong results from utilizing them in top of funnel activity. But here's a, a different question. I'm going to spin that one a bit. Um, this is, so we talked about meaningful engagement last time, but the next thing I'm going to be looking at is the value of engagement and engagement as a topic anyway, as a word, because it is a bit of a buzzword mm. yeah. um, article coming out in Cut the Bullshit Volume 2, which, yes. di you know, well, yes. dive, dives into it, this yeah. a little bit further. But, you know, brand engagement, user engagement, there's, there's so many different types of engagement and we focus so, you know, we're all so fixated on delivering engagement. Anyone that's worked as a social media manager, um, it's like the staple of your report. You mm. report if it goes up, if it goes down, you get questioned from brands. Oh my God, it's dropped by 0.01%. What does this, what does this mean? But here's one. So I was actually reviewing um, a client report yesterday, start of the month, and this is where all the reports go out. And something really interesting struck me. So we had a report um, and you know, on the key stats, it had engagement and it had video views and looking month on month at the, the trend, they were down by like 50%, 60%, you know, red downwards um, arrows pointing. It didn't look very positive. However, revenue was up 100%. So <laughs> I questioned the guys and I said, hang on a minute. <laughs> Like, look Mama. at this, like, th this is really interesting. So, or, you know, so many people are fixated on engagement being, you know, indicative of success, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. um, ultimately for the branding question, you know, we want to be proving value from an ROI perspective mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, for revenue to double yet engagement to decrease by over 50% um, was a really interesting relationship and it's something we're going to explore more. So my question, mm. and maybe this is something for 2019, is engagement, does it even matter anymore? Yeah, it's like what you said even... about Apple and, and Monica Airlines yeah, and the contrast right. between those. Yeah, exactly. So they're not, not linked to business results at all. Um, but we we talk about it, we focus on it, and it's you know you type it into Google and there's millions of results. It's yeah. So what what do you think caused that um, like surge in revenue? Like if we're not focusing on get on engagement, what do you think we should be focusing on? Um, that surge in revenue was driven by um, data and highly targeted, relevant advertising mm. placed within the news feeds of people at the correct time mm. when they were ready mm. to buy. Yeah. So a lot of it kind of hovers around like Black Friday and stuff. It's yeah. it's kind of skewed a bit. Um, disclaimer, <laughs> caveat. It's um, interesting were, that you're getting a bit some, more granular and yeah, placing yeah. more emphasis on, on targeting. Yeah, and this comes back to the whole question about the, the news feed and the death of the news feed, especially from a brand message perspective. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what we're seeing is that brand videos have less of an impact in the news feed. However, they work really well within stories, mm -hmm. bearing in mind that they're executed in the correct way. Mm -hmm. However, um, direct response and traffic ads like carousels and um, instant experiences as Facebook calls them now, they still work very well because the key thing is it's landing in the person's newsfeed at the right time and it's mm. the right message because it's, you know, we're either remarketing to them based on activity on a website or we've created like a, a super accurate lookalike based on people that have mm. purchased a specific subset of products. Mm. So um, that is an interesting one. 
But yeah. It seems to me like organic is just completely writing itself out and paid is just the way forward. Yeah, I mean that's been that's been the case for a while. That's not I don't think you can completely discount organic success because um you know some brands that have a highly engaged user base will will still drive a lot of um impressions and visibility through organic sharing. However, um for most brands I would say that it's you know maybe it's time to rethink your kind of long-term strategy. So one thing I've been thinking about recently is whether a lot of brands will have something called Always On or BAU or mm. Core, yeah. um, which is their kind of day-to-day, -day, right, we need to post two times a day on Facebook. We need to post five tweets. You know, it used to be that there was like checklists that social yeah. media managers went through. Um, I, I don't know if there's actually any value in doing that anymore. And I, I'm wondering, and, you know, we're looking into the, the data to support this, whether um, a more strategic and smarter use, more efficient use of social media would be to simply focus on mm. hero campaigns mm. or mm. bi-monthly campaigns yeah. and have a really strong narrative that delivers against a specific objective mm. um, that can be measured through, you know, either ads through brand lift mm. or through, mm. you know, response and actual revenue so we've that's heard, an interesting one we've heard things about maybe um you talk about efficiency yeah uh, when we were talking to Frazy, they said things like bau yeah they think or they're working towards going to be more uh, more handled by automated tools yeah that wouldn't surprise me as well um you're just posting every day and posting just product shots and trying to you know desperately yeah, get into yeah. conversations and that creativity where, you're right can be better spent on the more strategic sort of hero oh yeah, content totally you mentioned uh landing in the news feed yeah. what about landing in the inbox and by that i don't mean yeah. the email inbox yeah oh. i don't know um that so is way. that is a yeah <laughs> I, like, I like the way you did that um we're yeah. getting better at this presenting so, that, so that's, a, that's another um huge area of growth um on social media social networks so um, it's the next logical step and we've seen it. Um, this is CRM, social CRM and customer service. Um, you know, a, a lot of the work that we're doing at the moment is really looking to, I say, exploit, but drive value from um, the bottom end of the funnel and users that um, have already purchased mm. because we know from stats and these are broader marketing stats that, you know, between 60 and 70% of all sales are made to existing users mm. um, and customer loyalty, you know, is ultimately one of the, the number one um, drivers of that. And how do you build relationships with customers? Usually it's directly. Um, it used to be like the salesman, you know, mm. you, you have that face-to-face -face connection. Yeah. Um, we then moved towards kind of like telesales was a big thing and speaking mm. to people on the phone. But um, now we're in this digital world and people still want to speak to people, mm. um, but they want to do that online in the way that they speak to their friends on mm. WhatsApp and Messenger. Mm. So um, that's a huge area of opportunity because I don't think anybody's really capitalizing on it at the moment. Mm. So um I'm phrasing it, aiming for the bottom. Yeah, this um, is WhatsApp and Messenger, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. basically, and I, I think you know one of the key drivers of customer loyalty is reduction in customer effort. So if you can make things easy for mm. people, mm. purchasing easy. I mean, you look at Amazon and the, the, they've got those like buttons that you can get. I forget what they're called now, but you know you can if you like have a repeat order, you can just like press a button and get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, really cool. Um, like Prime. Uh, anyway, um, really cool. Thing. Thing. Um, and that's an example of um, increasing loyalty through the reduction in friction within mm. the purchasing journey. And 
um, you know, giving people opportunities to converse and discuss through Messenger and WhatsApp with a brand directly um, ultimately fosters advocacy and reduces mm, that friction. I feel like social has just been like attention, attention, attention. And it, you're right, it's all very like top of the funnel, like let's get eyes on this. Yeah. And no one's really nurturing those relationships yeah. post-purchase. No, nobody's nobody's winning in that area. But we, we found an interesting stat um, recently where sort of we've seen people starting to use WhatsApp or we've sort of been yeah. encouraging the idea of using WhatsApp almost in the same way that email marketing was regarded in its early days, except WhatsApp apparently has an open rate of 98% and yeah. emails is like 4%. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. And I, and I think what's critical to remember as well is looking at trended data. So um, just by chance, actually, I was working on a um, strategic plan yesterday where the question, I was basically trying to ascertain a value on um, the user journeys from um, basically, I don't want to go into too much detail um, about the client, but it's a fashion blog. Mm. Um, and when you look at the traffic to this blog, 85% um, of the traffic comes from either social, which was 70%, mm -hmm. and then the other 15% was from email. Mm -hmm. They're looking to shift their focus because they've got a core user base of kind of older millennials. They want mm -hmm. Gen Z. And when you look at the data, so I found some data from um, Campaign Monitor and um, another one of the like, MailChimp, one of the email providers. Um, when you look at um, basically s splitting down by demographic cohort, where people like to be contacted by brands. Email is still very high, but it's higher within older demographics. Yeah. So, you know, mm -hmm. 35, 40 plus, it's like 65% and it's 60% for older millennials. But when you get to Gen Z, it's like 40%. But then the flip side, if you look at social media, it's increasing as people get younger. So I think we're going to reach a tipping point in the next year or two where there'll be that crossover where younger people don't want to be contacted by email. Mm, uh, you know, you got the whole like GDPR, privacy, giving yeah. away you, you, your information, which yeah. they're doing I on social media, but that. it's like a value exchange. And part of that, and, and so much part of that, I suppose, is, you know, let's take it back to Sales 101. We always say convenience, you know, is king or queen yeah. or whatever. But so much of it as well is down to you You will always buy from people you know, won't you? Yeah. And if they're in that sort oh, of yeah, domain, totally. you have a direct you know, relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. And you will. You 100%. know, it's, it's natural. Um, I'm acutely aware of the fact that we are running out of time. Oh, so I no really want to touch on. I'll start by saying for me. Definitely towards the latter part of 2018, yeah. we have seen these challenger platforms emerge and they've been around for a while, yeah. but they've emerged in, and I'm talking about TikTok, of course, <laughs> it is, you know, TikTok takeover. Let's, let's cut the bullshit as our, yeah. as our magazine, but it is, you know, come seemingly, you know, out of nowhere and it's, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's massive now, you know, it's, it's huge in popularity and how, how you long can it? you ignore that threat? We had I, to download it to do some research. I did some research on it. Don't, don't use it. it. Yeah. Okay, don't use me, it. Do you point. use it, Eve? So I still have it downloaded. I right. just went there to have a look at it a curiosity. Yeah. Content's I mean, a bit weird, but it upsets me that right. it makes me feel old that there's memes on TikTok that I don't get because I'm just now joining. They're yeah. exclusive. And so I feel like I need to stay on there to hold on to my youth. Yeah, I'm going to place TikTok with um, VR and AR as things that are really cool and mm. have value in the future, but I don't think that'll be realised in the next 12 months. Mm. So, mm. Um, 
yeah, it cannot be disputed that it's it was the number one most downloaded app on um, iOS mm. for like the first six months of this year. It's got half a billion monthly active users, but um, I would say the average age of those users is probably around 15, 14, mm -hmm. 15. And I think if you look at the content that's being delivered on um, the platform, I'm struggling currently to understand how brands um, communicate authentically on that mm. platform it's and not how they. for monetization, is it? N no, but like the audience doesn't have any money. They're 15, mm. so. Mm. <laughs> they're not, they're not, yeah, but you know, at the same time, we need to be mindful of the future, mm. um, and I think in the current context of the social landscape. Instagram still has that young demographic. And, you know, if you're looking at where the value will be delivered long term, um, it's going to be on Instagram, mm -hmm. which is like far advanced in terms of its monetization, its mm -hmm. ad products, its social commerce, everything else that it's got as part of the Facebook family. Um, yeah, TikTok, it's it's a huge success story in terms of the way that, you know, they've merged um, Douyin mm -hmm. and Musical.ly. It's mm -hmm. really interesting that it's Chinese-owned as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, that That's a big... Which means they um, probably won't sell to Facebook. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. It's and reflective of what's going on in the world today, isn't it? You oh, know, yeah, this whole totally. US-China kind of yeah. dichotomy. Totally. But yeah, I think it's really, yeah, it's cool. I've, I, I've obviously looked, I've got the app on my phone. I go on it every other day just to yeah. see what on earth is going on there. <laughs> I, I just, I have no, I just do not understand what is happening. I'm showing my age now. <laughs> this is it. Relevance is going to fade away. Very quickly then, I just want right. to end on one, one final point. So in a few words, I'm interested to know if you think then that Facebook releasing Lasso yeah, which is their sort of a TikTok clone, I suppose you could yeah. say. Is that just a kind of rinse, repeat sort of situation? Like, you know, we can do it quickly, so let's do it. Or is yeah, that? Yeah, I a think threat, so. I think also, know? I think ultimately they've seen that you know the, the monthly active users speak for themselves. People mm. are using the platform. People are enjoying engaging within that way. So it's a sensible move from Facebook to provide a platform with the same functionality with mm. their long-term goals. Mm. But no one's and talking about Lasso, really. Yeah. Really I'm, I'm more excited about Byte, the the old Vine founder's yeah. new uh, project. I, I think it's uh, a lot of these apps, their, their growth always happens organically. I think it's very difficult for someone just to create something I mean, obviously, mm. Facebook is Facebook, so they, mm. you know they probably will be successful with it in some respects. But it, it's like IGTV; like IGTV came, but nobody really kind of wanted it or asked for it. It just mm. came, Shit. and it was like, here it is. Here's IGTV, yeah, and oh, like, okay. you know, you look at the user users. It's been quite disappointing. Um, nobody's you know dis nobody's really discovering content on it. You know, I, I still look at it and I see like view counts on pages with like a million followers that have like you know they're in the mm. hundreds. Mm. Um, it's not quite working at the moment. So I think it's always a challenge when you bring something to market that people are, and you know that's fully developed and go, go, just use it. It mm. doesn't work like that. All of these apps, successful ones, develop organically. I think that sums up what we've been talking about as well. And I think for 2019, the takeaway for me, and I, you know, I'd hope other people would be, you know, no to these knee-jerk reactions yeah. in, a, in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I think we've run out of time, so we'll leave it there. But okay. thank you very much. I thought much, we were right? going to continue Good until 2019 oh. for the next two weeks. Oh, well. I so we brought some more water. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some food. So we, should we recap then? Like, 
to go to finish recap yeah, on, on the right points just because yeah, yeah, I, I want an sure. easy one to come back to next year and go I was wrong on right, come on like then. 80% of the yes, thing so um, death of the news feed right 2019 which yeah extreme but yeah more more that we're going to be story focused across the board um, further transition to video consumption across major networks mm-hmm. um, I don't expect that AR or VR are going to become viable at all within the next 12 months from a business perspective and marketing perspective is that a prediction or an anti-prediction um, anti-prediction because everyone just talks about it all the time but I was working on AR stuff in 2013 and it's still not had mass penetration and right. Sony have not made VR work on PlayStation which is like such an obvious choice um, influencer marketing Moving to even smaller um, fragments and nano influencers is a new thing. Also, not who the influencers are, but how you employ them will be more important, more creative uses of influencers. Um, and the one we didn't discuss right today, but maybe for another podcast, Amazon and Google. How will they get into the social oh. sphere? Because they have to. I know Google have tried. That's a teaser snippet for the new year. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> How many next um, available? Yeah. Just get in. Finishing with social commerce, social CRM, big one. Um, and yeah, WhatsApp, I suppose, falls into that as well. Cool. Right, oh, right. Like five. We're going to record stuff. those, yep. cut those in their own little bit, and we'll that's do like right. a sort of time capsule. 2019, yeah, we'll come back <laughs> we'll and be review next, this. next December. Lots to look forward then, to. Yeah, and then I'll be out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> he was wrong. Thanks so counts. much, Mike. Thanks for coming yeah, on again. Thank you so Perfect. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. This has been the Social Minds podcast with Theo, Eve, and music by Pierre Flass.